This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. I'm Kathy White, and this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Views expressed in this program did not necessarily reflect those of this station, its staff, management, or news department. And with that out of the way, welcome to the program again, Jennifer Yankowski from the Binghamton Metropolitan Transportation Study, the executive director of the BMTS. Welcome to the program. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me again. If this is only the second time you've been on, right? I believe so. Yeah, I think it was like you were just bright, fresh, shiny new when I had John last time. <laughs> and still you called no, back. No. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly. Hey, um, the reason I had you, you you call in, I think last time we may have been talking about a really, really long-term um, planning business for the BMTS, and now we're talking about uh, something that's a little bit more bite-sized. It's the the draft Binghamton Metropolitan Transportation Study that is 2023 through 2027. Now, what exactly is a transportation improvement program thing that you guys have up for review now for the general public? Uh, well, this is our basically a five-year uh, plan for spending the federal highway and federal transit dollars that come into our area. Um, it is based on or is intended to support the long-range transportation plan that you mentioned uh, that we talked about last time I was okay. there. Um, so any of the goals and objectives of that plan, um, we try to meet those um, when we program projects in our TIP. Well, things are very fluid in every business, but it, even more so, it seems, in transportation, because how could we, when you and I talked last, have foreseen the effects on transportation uh, from a, a global pandemic and gasoline prices and climate change and yada da yada da yada da It seems like things are changing even more at a breakneck pace than they ever have as far mm-hmm. as we're talking about the, the transportation scene. Uh, when we're talking about this 2023-2027 tip, has that been changed and has the long-term plan been changed given what's been going on over the past couple years? Um, well, at this point, we just try and do the best that we can. I think the biggest impact to um, you know our local projects here and DOT uh, projects within our area and elsewhere, of course, um, is the, the rising costs, inflation costs of construction material. Um, so some of the projects that are happening now, mm. um, the costs are higher than what you know we had anticipated. Um, so you know we're not exactly sure what's going to be happening in 2025, 26, 27. Um, cost-wise, so we're, you know we're just kind of trying our best at this time to to plan um, the correct pricing, I guess. Really, that you know that's something that blindsided a lot of people. I mean, even even if you're talking such a small project as getting your driveway paved, okay, or construction work around people's houses and things like that. But another thing that that really is the price of of fuel not just in the materials you talk, but the fuel of the vehicles that need to have this stuff done. And then we're talking transportation about mass transit with the fuel prices. And another thing that you and I talked about uh, last time we were, you know, having this discussion was the changing attitudes toward electric vehicles versus, you know, gas vehicles and what the, the wear and tear on roads and traffic. And it, it just seems that it's, 
you're you've got a hard job. That's all I can say, Jennifer. <laughs> this, this this is not something that I would want to be looking into a crystal ball and trying to figure out myself. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what we do is it's all federally legislated, um, and the last uh, federal transportation bill that was approved in um, 2021, the bipartisan infrastructure law bill, um, that has a, a pretty ha- a heavy emphasis on electric uh, vehicles, electric vehicle charging infrastructure, um, and some requirements tied to that as well for some of the federal uh, funding. So some of the onus of that falls on the local level as well. This is something that that you've got a plan for. It's not just, well, electric vehicles are here, you know, catch as catch can as far as places that want to open charging stations. There's something that you have a a hand in in planning that? Um, I think uh, at this point it's a little more at the state level. Um, They're being required to complete a plan. Um, and then once that plan is completed, um, I'm sure that will be there will be pieces of it that the locals um, will be involved in. That's my guess at this point. Let's see, now you should go back to my big idea of having charging stations where you can plug into the curb. <laughs> <laughs> the municipality, every street lamp has a, has a charging station that you can plug in for street parking. Who knows? Hey, sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, hey, in, in 2027, who knows? It might be exactly, the, exactly. As, <laughs> You know, we, we've talked in the past and with Stephen Gale when he was with the BMTS and everything about people, they hear BMTS and Binghamton Metropolitan Transportation Study, and they don't quite grasp the concept. What is the BMTS for people that are you know out of the loop? So um, it's a tongue twister to begin with. Yeah, it uh, is. But so, so BMTS for short is, is always good. Um, but basically, we are a federally designated metropolitan planning organization. Um, they're designated nationwide for any urban area uh, with a population of 50,000 or more. Um, so we are one of the 14 in New York State. And we have the decision-making um, authority for all of the federal highway and federal transit dollars that come into our area, which includes portions of Broome and Tioga County. When we're talking transportation highway funding and the uh, Transit Administration, I, I, another thing that's a, a, a wild card that gets thrown into this is every four years, you don't know who might be in the front office and the the pressures of politics for those funding dollars. How consistent is it in, in being able to plan how much money is going to be coming down the pike from the federal government, and how big of a role does the BMTS um, have in applying for federal dollars and helping to get those secured for our area? Um, so this uh, the bill, the bipartisan bipartisan infrastructure law that was just passed is a, a longer-term bill, multi-year bill, which is a good thing because we have at least some sort of assurance that these these uh, plant these targets that they've put in the bill um, are you know are the amount of money that we'll receive. Um, and so so from the the BMTS standpoint and New York State, um, much of the money that we get is formula based. And then there's the discretionary side of that where locals and states can apply for the competitive the competitive funding. Um, so the, the formula-based funding, there's, it's, a, it's a, a large amount of money that comes into our area um, just by, you know, population, lane miles, those kinds of things. 
Now, so just, we don't have much say in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, now we're talking about the, the, the TIP, the Transportation Improvement Program. The BMTS and the New York State Department of Transportation have been, you know, kind of getting their heads together for quite a few weeks trying to come up with the project list that says, okay, we've got, I'm sure the list of things that we want to do it greatly exceeds the list of this is the money we have. What goes, yep. what goes into planning that and, and, and how much of what is already there is figured in for fixing compared to getting stuff that's new and, and what, is, what is going into refining a project list that is now going to be up for review by the public? Okay, um, so uh, let's see here. Um, so so we, we do a call for projects, and so there's locally sponsored projects and DOT-sponsored projects, um, and people submit their projects. We have a committee, um, the TIP subcommittee we call it, that takes all of this information in. Um, they... They look and make sure it's consistent with our long-range plan, and then they use a bunch of data points to kind of basically analyze and rank these projects. Um, they put them in an order and then really kind of just draw the line at how much the, the funding level that we've received. Anything that falls below the line um, is unfunded, and anything above the line is funded. Um, like you had said, the, the the projects below the line that are unfunded is is large. Um, so in that case, what we do is we have an illustrative project list um, in the back of our document that says, hey, if any more um, funding becomes available, here's our need. This is our unmet need, um, and it's big, and, and we have a list of projects um, ready to go if you if you are so kind to give us more dollars. They gotta make you less than popular at parties. <laughs> at least at certain parties well, where there's politicians at those parties. Well, if, if they're above the line, they're happy because they got funded. <laughs> they're the ones that get you, get you your latte and everything's fine. Uh, but as far as transportation projects, I, I, people have a tendency to get stuck on just the mindset of roads and bridges because we being less of a mass transit community than some areas like, say, downstate that have trains and more buses and things like that, although we do have, obviously, public transportation. How, mm-hmm. how big of a, a chunk of attention is put on roads and bridges compared to things like the BC Transit System or, or Tioga County's transportation or the airport or, or stuff like that? Uh, what are we talking about funding and priorities? Um, you know, what's, what are the worst, <laughs> for worst things that are out there? Are they the roads and bridges? Um, yeah, um, in this area, for sure, I would say, um, trying to kind of get a little tail here, about, in, in this five-year program, there's about $400 million programmed um, uh, for for roads and bridges, and most of it, I wouldn't say all of it, but a good portion of it is is um, maintaining the infrastructure that we already have. Um, there's, you know, we're not building new highways, we're not building new bridges. Um, we're not going to gonna maintain- get that bridge between Enwell and Vestal that people have been yabbing all about for decades. <laughs> Do I have to answer that? That's a, that's a very contentious subject. It nope. comes up every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, it does. And, you know, it does. Yeah, we hear I it think, here, uh, too. I think if cost wasn't an issue, that it'd be a whole different thing. But it's a very expensive project, yeah. uh, very expensive project. Um, we do have the uh, review process underway. That is, uh, people have a chance to, to take a look at the stuff. How much input does the public have on the tips, or is it this just something where they're reviewing it 
and just becoming aware. So where where does where do I stand as somebody in my little Gump the Subaru Forester. <laughs> um, so, so the project uh, list is out there. Um, we certainly entertain any questions from the public, provide any information. Um, if there was a hard stand sent, uh, against or, or questions, um, kind of questioning how or why these projects were funded, we're happy to provide all of that information. Um, you know, the data that we used, uh, the minutes from our meetings, the discussions that were had. Um, uh, and we take all of those comments, all of those questions, and, and we take them into consideration before the final document is approved, um, and that will happen mid-August of this year. And where do people find those listings and, and stuff, of these people that are, are kind of transportation geeks that are you know, fans of this sort of thing? Sure. So it's posted on our website. Um, our website is bmtsonline.com. And you can get to it right from our front page. The whole document's there, uh, the project list, description, and then the cost for each project. And they have until when to take a look at this? I mean, your next meeting is coming up, what, the 11th of August? Yep. Um, so the public comment period it closes Monday, August 1st. Okay. And then we have a planning committee meeting scheduled for August 11th. Um, and a policy committee meeting scheduled for August 18th, and that'll be the final approval by policy committee. And besides the uh, the p- meetings, they're what uh, they're in the county office building. Are those? We have to go back to the whole pandemic discussion. Are those now open in person to the public? Um, are there masking requirements? Are they uh, being virtual as far as public uh, being able to sit in and hear what you guys are doing? What's the situation with that? Yes, so we hold the meetings in the Broome County Office Building um, in person, um, but we also have a Zoom component to that, so anyone that wants to join virtually um, is able to do so. Um, No masks are required at this point. That's one thing that has come out of this whole pandemic thing, though. It's amazing because of the the virtual component and the Zoom component that there is uh, greater exposure for the BMTS, and we found this with some of the not-for-profits in the area where somebody from outside the area were never aware of it. Now people that have moved out of the area can even have some um, some idea of what's going on back home as far as transportation and transportation spending is involved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it, it provides access to those who aren't, like you said, in the immediate area. Um, I will say it's been kind of a blessing and a curse because a lot of our meetings we end up with um, – uh, more attendees or more people being able to make our meeting because they can do it virtually. But sometimes um, we don't get as good of a, you know, a discussion when you're not there in person. So um, these last few meetings, we've had about half, half and half, half in person, half virtual, I would say. That's interesting. Well, Jennifer, we are out of time. Thank you so much for being my guest today. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Okay.